You are listening to the Boss Business of Surgery Series Podcast, Episode 14. I'm talking today to Dr. Una. She's the creator of Entree MD. She helps physicians build profitable businesses so they could live life and practice medicine on their terms. And her book comes out today. That will be our new book club book. On with the show. Welcome, surgeons. Residency didn't teach us everything we needed to learn to be a successful surgeon. While we spent our time caring for patients and learning how to operate, we didn't learn how to advocate for ourselves or navigate our career. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Vertries. I'm a general surgeon, certified coach, and founder of the Boss Business of Surgery series. This is where you'll learn those lessons not taught in residency. Welcome back. So I just wanted to give you some, some advice of a very important person that said that when you do something like a podcast to aim to have your biggest star that you could possibly imagine and go ahead and just ask them. And what a coincidence that same person that gave me that advice just happens to be here because I asked her. And this is Dr. Una. So she's the CEO and founder of the Entree MD, which is absolutely a fantastic podcast. Dr. Una, tell us a little bit more about yourself for the one or two people on the planet who don't know who you are. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Now I officially feel like a star. Okay. I'm going to have to clip that out and, you know, save it and play it to myself every morning. Okay. Dr. Una, uh, that's who I am. I am a pediatrician by training and I am a serial entrepreneur. Uh, the, 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 the gist of the story is that I graduated from my pediatric residency, got my first job. It's like, yay, attending mode. This is so amazing. Saw my first patient walked out of the room and I'm like, hang on. So I'm just going to do what I just did till I'm 75. And then I'll retire. Like what in the world? Like there has to be more. I had no idea what more was, but I was like, I wanted that, right? And there was no burnout. There was no, my job was great. Everything was good, but there was just, there's something not quite right here. I've always been striving for something. I've always been working on making myself the best version of myself. So I just stopped, like what happened? And, but I worked that job. It was really great. My, I told my boss, like, okay, after the first year I was leaving, he's like, go start your own practice. I'm like, that's insane. Nobody starts to practice 15 months out of residence in case you miss this really big bump. I'm pregnant. Like nobody does that. And he's like, no, you're, you're good. You're actually doing everything you would do there. If you have questions, I'll answer them. I'm here to support you. And so eventually I did go on to start my practice. And once I opened my doors, I realized I had enrolled in the school of hard knocks, like <laughs> really hard knocks. I was like, there is nothing in my medical training that got me ready for this. So I, you know, I didn't know how to hire. I, I was afraid of, you know, spending money to hire anybody. I was too afraid to go ask people for referrals. I was afraid of everything. And I'm an introverted introvert. So that just compounded the problem. And I went along with this and just tried to do what I needed to do. And then I stumbled on this statement that Brian Tracy made. He said, all business skills are learnable. I was like, huh? Because I thought the people who had bigger practices and all of those things, that they were smarter than me, better than me, exposed to entrepreneurship before me and stuff like that. So they were better and I was bad, the end, like a static kind of thing. And then when I read that statement, I was like, wait a minute, if there's anything any physician is good at, it's learning. Like we are pros at that. So if business skills are learnable, I've learned all kinds of skills. I can learn this too. And that's when I fell in love with learning about entrepreneurship. My practice went on to thrive. And then I was like, wait a minute, 
There are a lot of Dr. Unes out there struggling as entrepreneurs, not realizing that they're just one skill away from totally enjoying the ride. And so that's when I found it on TramD. And so we have the podcast we've had for two years, like so much fun. We do live events on TramD Live. We have the on TramD Business School, um, which is, you know, my year long program, just absolutely phenomenal to see physicians go from how I was right when I enrolled in the School of Hard Knocks to, you know, a much better place. And so I've really enjoyed the ride. And then, you know, now first book. So that's me. And what I love to do is just help doctors to figure out how to build profitable businesses, even if they're employed, so that they can live life and practice medicine on their terms. We're not stuck. We're, we're the bosses. That's what we are. Right. And, you know, and I know I've shared this with you as well, but you obviously played such a, a pivotal role in my transformation of this. I started listening to the Entree and B uh, podcast when I was an employed surgeon. So I really like the idea of I could still be an entrepreneur and be an employed uh, physician. And I did incorporate a lot of those things in there. The marketing aspect, you know, I, I stopped worrying about people coming into my clinic and I actively made them come into my clinic. And I focused on the patient and the, the, um, their experience and my referral providing experience, you know, it really took that into your own hands, which is of course available to you as an employed physician. Um, but as I kind of explored, and, and I think that there's probably maybe like a mid-career, early career shift of you saying like, is this all there is, you know? And, and I was kind of there too. I was like, is this all there is? And, and I knew that there, I had a little bit more in me. And so luckily I had you, whereas you didn't have you, but I had you. <laughs> No, that's a good way. I, I, you have me, but I didn't have me. That's so good. I'm borrowing that line. <laughs> exactly. And so I saw, you know, you are showing everybody what's possible. And how exciting is that to see, like, you can look and see some like, wow, I didn't know that that was possible to do. And, you know, all of a sudden, and, and people have heard my story of sort of a sudden thing, like, well, I guess I'm just going to do it on my own. That was the very first day it occurred to me when I said it out loud. Um, and I turned on my notice and I became a private practice uh, physician, but it was under this idea, of course, I could do it. Of course, it's hard. Of course, I can fail and it's okay. And um, we all kind of embrace this whole, uh, some something, a thought that we latch onto that helps. And the thought that I latched onto was, I'm going to make as few mistakes as possible. Which Oh, I love that. Yeah. It left lots of room for the possibility of mistakes. And so I was acknowledging the truth of it. Um, but, you know, also just knowing that telling myself that it was possible because I, I knew that it was possible for a lot of the things that you um, showed for me. I told myself it wasn't going to gush, but there I am, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, your, but, your story, but your story is very powerful. And again, it's an example, right? Which is what we're trying to do. That's what EntreMD is all about, is showing doctors like this is possible, Things look really not nice in the physician space, in the physician community, but there's an alternate reality that we can be a part of, you know, so your story is powerful. I love it. And it's so funny too, because I, I kind of tell people it's like an alternate universe too. And you may feel this way as, as well. We look at where we are right now and we look at that little scared person before who didn't have the answers. We're like, who was this person who did all yeah. of this? And it's, it's just really exciting to, to see how far that we're able to go when we release the idea of what we think we should be or what, at our limits. We realize there actually aren't any limits and how exciting. There, there are. And it's actually my, my two, I never have one word. My words are usually two words. My word for this year is like lids off, like <laughs> get rid of them. Like just 
what you what you dream of, what you see is possible. I'm not talking about being crazy or anything like that, that you told yourself, well, I can't do that. I can do up to this point, but not anymore. I'm like, just get rid of that and then just do it. Right. We're, we're burning daylight here. I'm not going to live forever. Yes. I'm going to live for a long time. But I'm not going to live forever. So might as well get this stuff done, you know? Yes. No, but we did talk a lot about there's so much going on in the world. You know, we have the pandemic, we have all these unprecedented changes that, uh, you know, we all know that everyone is, uh, the world is different than it has been. I was just talking about how we looked at episode 183 about the Calvary. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the Calvary? Yeah, so it, it comes from this standpoint, right? There's been a lot of things that have changed in the physician community that don't look good, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you think about it, I was looking at the data, you're talking of four out of five physicians reporting being burnt out. And four out of five, you're like, wow, that's a big number. But there are a million physicians though, right? So four out of five, you're talking about 800,000 physicians. That's a lot of people, right? And depending on what you look at, some reports will say 20%, some say as many as 78%. That's the number of physicians that are like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I, I would love to quit medicine. That's what I would love to do. The loss of autonomy is insane. Doctors not having financial security is nuts. For us to be in the medical, middle of a medical crisis and doctors are being laid off and collecting unemployment checks. I mean, it's just insane. Insurance companies tell us what to do. Administrators tell us what to do. But this is a doctor-patient relationship, though right? And we don't get a say in the doctor-patient relationship. This is like the doctor-investor insurance company administrator relationship. And we're like, what in the world? So it's changed so fundamentally. And the truth of the matter is it's not going back to the way, like it's, it's not going to go back to the way it was. And so there's, there's an all-time high of hopelessness and frustration and dissatisfaction and just feeling stuck, right? And like, well, there's nothing else I can do. And you would see things like this. The AMA should do something. Oh, pediatricians say the AAP should do something. This person should do something. You know, the, the politicians should do something. And we're waiting for the Calvary. Like they're going to come save us. And the truth of the matter is they're not coming. Right. And so my little poem, I'm not a poet, uh, is <laughs> just like the Calvary is not coming. The Calvary is here. The Calvary is us. We are the ones that are going to say enough is enough. We're not doing this anymore. We're the ones that are going to say this has looked so bad. But what if it's the best of times for physicians? What if the version of us that emerges from this mess is like so much better that we never want to go back to being who we were? What if, right? And, and you know, I can tell you this, like for EntreMD, our goal for this year is the mass business education of physicians, right? We'll do that through a podcast, the book, all these other things, but it's for doctors to realize you are one skill away from building a career you love. It's business skills. You are one skill away from building a practice or any other kind of business, coaching, products, whatever, that works. So you can live life and practice medicine on your terms. We did not give up a decade of our lives and go into a multiple six-figure debt to end up in a place we don't like. That doesn't make any sense. That's not why we did this, all right? We did this to serve. We did this to serve at a high capacity. We did this to make a difference. And we're going to get there. That's what we're going to do. So the era of waiting for someone to save us, that's over. 
we're deciding we're going to change, right? And that would look like acquiring said business skills. That would look like being an example. So someone else can say, wait a minute, you mean that is possible for me? Right. And it's important. We're all examples. Right. I'm an example. Some pediatrician will be like, wow, I thought pediatricians, this was a cap on how much they could earn and the kind of careers they can have. But you, I can be an example that no, you don't. Right. Someone may say, oh, surgeons, you can't run your own private practice It's too capital intensive. But you're an example. Right. And so if we all rise to be examples of what is possible, we topple. We topple the current state of affairs because we can. There's a million of us, a whole million. Absolutely. And, you know, I think if I were to trace back the most dangerous statement in medicine, it's, I just want to be a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't get me started, but yes, <laughs> yes. And it has many cousins and variations that yep. sound like, I just want to see patients. I mm-hmm. want somebody else to take care of me. And that's the reason why the investors came in. And as a community, we welcome them, right? Because they're going to take all our troubles away. But look at how it's working. We don't get, there's no just. We embrace it all. It's, it's part of it, right? And we can enjoy it and we can thrive at it. We can, we, I mean, this is amazing. We can do it. Right. And you know, there's, there's certain pillars that, um, and there's four and I can remember three right now, but they, like, there's power in the workplace. And the power of expertise is only one part of that. You have to have the power of personal influence and you have to have the power of the position. So you can have all the expertise in the world and it's so frustrating to know that that is not enough. And it may be actually the least important aspect. Now, and part of it is owning the fact that we do have the expertise. The clinical care happens because we have the skills to do so. Other people do not have the skills to do so. They could potentially learn to be a doctor that take them a long time, or we can learn some of this administrative aspect, the business aspect of it and build on the skills that we already have. And that is, I think, um, the one aspect that we highlighted um, to something that's accessible to us um, in easy ways and fun ways. And, you know, I just... Like you make it just so easy and of course we could do it. You know, there's something about, about you that, that I listen to and everything just means um, it's so easy. And so I know that you have a book coming out. Let's talk about this book, um, Entree MD. It's a proven roadmap for doctors who want to live life and practice medicine on their terms. And who would not want that? I mean, who wouldn't, right? <laughs> and the, and the, this, is, this is what we need. You know, when I, when I wrote the book, I was thinking, I was like, what is the way that I can give doctors a pathway that whether you are employed and you want to stay employed, but you want to be the CEO, like the boss of your brand, like Dr. Amy, you were referring to earlier, or whether you're like, I've always wanted to, you know, take my impact beyond the exam room. I've wanted to have this, have this podcast or this blog, or I've wanted to own a private, private practice. I've wanted to start a product, all those kind of things. What is a way I can show you to make that transition from, I can, I can, I just doctor, that's all I do. Make the transition from there all the way to a profitable brand and not just profitable brand, but a brand that is high or a company that's having profound impact and generating profound um, revenue. Because in the entrepreneurial world, we talk about serving and earning. They're they're not separate. Now the serving leads, right? It's not earning and serving. Is learning is is serving and earning, but you you have to do both, right? And so, so what is what is a roadmap that can that's simple, right? That can take somebody from that one point 
all the way to the end. And so that's kind of where it's like, okay, that's how I came up with the book. Uh, started started talking, of course, of all the changes in medicine, because believe it or not, there are still many people who are not aware, right? COVID brought a lot to light, but there's still many people who are not aware of what exactly is happening and the fact that there, people still say, I'm waiting for things to go back to the way they used to be. I'm like, never, never. That is never, never happening, ever, right? But that's not a bad thing, right? Because we're going to come out better. Pressure can only make us better. Right. So I talk about that. I talk about some subtle mindset shifts that we have to have because doctors, and I'm not saying this to say there was some conspiracy or anything, but a lot of our training is actually anti-business mm -hmm. works against us. Right. And it's not, it's not deliberate, but it is just what it is. And so talk about some of those mindset shifts that have to happen. Some habits we need to acquire habits of super successful people. And these are simple things. They're simple. Like really simple. And then we get into the nitty gritty of how exactly do we do this? And I share a lot of stories, my stories, stories from students in entrepreneur business school that just make you see that, wait a minute, this is within reach. Right. And I love that you say that I make it fun and I make it like fun and easy and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to say, of course, that there's no work in entrepreneurship. There is work, mm -hmm. but the thing is we can, we can become rock stars at it right? We can become really good at it. And there's so many examples of people who've done it. We're not any different. If we can memorize a Krebs cycle, intubate people, replace hips, we can learn entre entrepreneurship. The exactly. end. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think there's so many examples of showing what's possible too, because I think also we've been taught is the linear pathway. You do this, you do this, you hang up a shingle, you have your job forever and you retire. And, you know, we, they, our episode last week with Dr. Uh, Tresiola, who's like, no, I think I'm just as a cardiothoracic surgeon, I'm just going to work whenever I feel like it and demand whatever I want and have more free time. And so I think as we feel more burned out and feel devalued and such, is that not only are we buying back some of our uh, expertise and or, or whether our business aspect is, but also allowing more time, you know, controlling our schedule, controlling um, a lot of aspects of our job that people are like, well, I can't take off. I have to ask all these people to do so. You know, a lot of people feel trapped in that um, respect. So we have these high stress jobs with less control, which is just a recipe for burnout. It, it's, 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 it's a recipe for a big disaster. And, mm -hmm. you know, entrepreneurship is the way we get back in control because because right. we need to be and nobody's going to hand it to us again we're the ones that are going to say okay enough like we need to change this right yeah exactly and you know and i think that speaking to the person who's listening to this who's saying i don't need to buy the book i don't need to do all this my job is fine i wanted to to uh what really stuck out to me in this last um this episode 183 that you had about the calvary is that if 78 percent of doctors are considering leaving medicine you're going to be behind on the ship, but nobody else is. <laughs> and so even if your job is good, even if things are going well, being aware of the situation around you and how we can um, influence is helpful. And I really loved your point about the fact that, you know, the, this does not have to be hard. If we can reach out to 10% of the people, like if, if, and it magnifies from there, 10% and that 10% reaches out to 10%. And we make this, 800,000 burned out doctors um, that can then change. And then these 1 million doctors can speak as one voice and say, it is time for change. Yes. So we're here. Yes. To make the I change. love it. Yes. <laughs> I love it.
Well, let me let me talk to the doctor who's like, no, but my job is okay though, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, there's something about being not being aware of the times. It's a dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a few examples. Um, so there could have been somebody years ago who owned a taxi company and was doing really well. And when people initially were not having as much business because Uber showed up, they're mm-hmm. like, well, that doesn't affect me, right? Because in the beginning, if you had a really big company, it won't matter because they will always, quote unquote, be clients for you. And if they're not aware, then Uber grows, Lyft grows, all of that grows. And all what seems like all of a sudden, their, their source of livelihood disappears. And that's just ignoring the handwriting on the wall. And so even if things look good, you need to be aware. You need to know how to adapt. You need to know how to pivot. You need to start setting the stage as if things were not okay. Worst case scenario, you don't need to use it. But if you did need to use it, you're set up for it, right? Same thing with Blockbuster. They could have been like Netflix. What is that? Mailing videos to the DVDs to the house? Like good for them, right? And they could have said, look at it. Look at our quarterly statements. We are doing so well. But they did that and they don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for any physicians like this doesn't affect me in the beginning when, you know, when people are like, oh, I lost my job. You know, my 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 whole position was replaced by a nurse practitioner. Then people in the emergency department are like that will never affect me. But now it's affecting everybody. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so it's it's you, we have to be aware we, we can be ignorant of that, even if it seems like everything is OK. We, we can't sit on that. We have to be ready. We have to be proactive. Yes, I completely agree because, um, you know, when I left my employed position, you know, I had kind of like a vibe, like I had heard about the people that were losing their jobs, employed, you know, surgeons, like how are they losing their jobs? Like we bring millions of dollars to the hospital and it could happen. And when I left the practice, they ended up closing. So my partner who had been there for years, they said, sorry, we can't afford just one person here. So you've got six weeks notice. We'll give you 90 day payout, but you have six weeks to close your clinic that's been there for decades. Isn't that insane? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. And so to think that a surgeon who, first of all, you're a surgeon, you have experience, you've built a practice over decades, you would think that that's an immovable rock in our community. But look at that six week notice, like, here you go, the end, right? And so, yeah, Nobody can afford to just chill. And, feel, and we're not saying everybody's losing their jobs or anything, but you can't just chill and say like, I'm, I'm good. You can't do that. Right. And, you know, I think that the more, um, I think what's missing is, you know, us speaking um, as one voice. Um, I think one of the most dangerous aspects uh, for surgeons, I see for sure. And I'm sure for other doctors too, is this idea of isolation that we're by ourselves. It's just the way it's designed. You know, we're there with residency and fellowship um, and everyone is there is built to support you. Everyone is there for you. And the struggles that people have is when they get the job and they realize, oh, this is not how the world works. You may get lucky and have supportive partners, but now you're on your own. Not everyone is out to make you succeed because when you're a resident or a fellow, you know, your success makes the program looks good. When you're out on your own, who, you know, they may want you to help you, but they may not. Um, and so really um, the more that we recognize that isolation is a danger that we're in, the more we communicate um, both our experiences and the, the pitfalls and the potential things that could happen, the more we can um, armor ourselves 
against something like that happening where we pick up the expense of moving our family and go to these jobs and having problems and things too. And the more we're aware of the business skills, we'll know if we're joining a non-sustainable practice. Yes. That, um, you know, when we have an unhealthy practice, you know, we'll know when we should maybe bail or help or something like that. Um, So there's so many more skills that are just not taught in residency, which is the whole purpose of the boss series. Um, But and, and it just kind of dovetails so nicely with your mission as well. So very, very easy to support your mission because I think that you are like the, the queen of all of this, which is fantastic. Oh. <laughs> Again, I'm going to have to record the whole thing. I have to, I have to tell my husband, like, listen to this, please. Okay. And, and I love what you said about the isolation. If I may speak to the surgeons who are listening, you, you've built a community, right, Dr. Amy. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to this podcast, and you're like, I feel isolated. There is zero reason to be isolated. Find her community. The links I'm sure will be in the show notes mm-hmm. and join there and engage there and ask your questions there. We've been taught this thing of, if I ask a question, it means I'm not smart, right? So you hear doctors say a lot of time, this might be a stupid question. There's no such thing like, there's no such thing as that. And so what she's done is set up a, a space for doctors to share for doctors to get supported so you don't feel alone, so you can avoid a lot of mistakes and take advantage of it, right? Because we may think there's some other kind of community that's coming. Again, we're the Calvary, right? Mm -hmm. And so the answer to being isolated, she's fixing that. So just go join them, you know? (laughs) Like really, that's the way that works. We are the Calvary, we are. And speak up. If you're having struggles, speak up somewhere, you know, and ideally like speak up to boss, send me a message, send other people messages, because the the less that we hold things in, we realize we're all having the same problems. And the more you hear these messages that everyone's having the same problems, then you don't feel as isolated. You don't feel defeated. It doesn't feel like a failure, Um, you know, and then you also see a way out because just like um, our episode last week, when we talked about how she had these troubles in her job um, and was able to find a solution. So it's awfully nice to be in the middle part of her life story and realize I can actually be still be the hero of the story where I don't see it quite yet. Um, Yes. So I think sharing all these stories is just so critical um, and seeing just what's possible. Like you going from that, wait, pregnant, I'm going to have a practice to me going, I think I'm just going to do this on my own. You know, it's, we were that person and we're showing folks what's possible, which is really exciting. Yeah, really, really exciting. And this is the whole reason why I do what I do. Right. And people are like, you, you, you work a lot. And now I'm balanced and all of that stuff, right? And I'm like, I have never worked in Entree MD ever, like ever. Like I get, I get to help people, like build lives that they love. Like, yeah, I've never worked. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, someone asked, like, like, what is the um, their retirement plan or what is their idea for financial independence? And my solution was very easy: you never work a day in your life. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Then you work. never have to retire. <laughs> exactly. All right. So um, where now we know the book is coming out March 1st. Um, and so go to, I'm sure all Amazon, wherever, uh, Barnes and Noble, any uh, place to find that. Where else can people find you? So I, my website, entremd.com. So that's E-N-T-R-E-M-D.com. Um, you're listening on a podcast. So if you just go to the search bar and type in EntreMD, you'll find the EntreMD podcast, uh, Binge Away. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's, it's really good in the sense that it inspires you. 
but it also gives you practical steps, like simple practical steps, like go do this. It's almost like having a little bit of homework twice a week. And if you do it, what you'll notice is you'll be different. I have had people say, this completely changed my life. This is the reason why I got through the pandemic. This is how I kept my practice successful, you know, through the pandemic and all of that. So enjoy, right? And then of course on social media, um, Neka Unachuku, lots of consonants. So she'll post the, um, <laughs> the handles in, we'll have links in, in, in the show, in notes, the show sure. notes. And for the book, you know, I would really love for you to buy a copy, read it, leave an honest review. Five stars are really really appreciate it, but honest review. But beyond that, I would really love for you to read it and implement change so you can be an example for somebody else. That is the way the movement grows, right? And then buy a copy and give it to somebody else because we've dealt with this on our own long enough. Now it's the time for us as a community of physicians to turn this whole thing around. And it will require all hands on deck, reaching out to all the people within our own individual worlds. So. That's actually, it's an excellent point I wanted to, to bring up is that, you know, how do I make change? Like, how do I make this change happen? And people don't really realize how easy some of these things are. You put your eyeballs on the things that matter. You leave reviews if you really like it. You put stars, you put your words on paper, you give feedback and you let people know this means something um, because then we know to keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, buy the books that mean something to you. One thing that a lot of people don't know, if you have a Kindle, you can highlight it, click on it, share it in a very nice social media ready post. Um, and that is a great way to echo the words that speak to you and amplify the voices of everybody. Cause then you'll be someone who's showing someone who's what's possible. Um, and so the more we're able to make this, those 10% um, ripple effect, that's, what's going to change medicine. And, you know, you've earned your money. Everyone agrees, but put your money in places where it matters. Join the Entree MD business school, get a coaching program, support the cult, the coaching revolution, which really is going to change medicine as well. Put your money and your reviews and your eyeballs where it matters. All right. That's my, that's my call to action. <laughs> now I'm taking you with me everywhere I go, <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Now, now is that time to put things out there. It's not just consumption for us. It's not, it's, we're, we're way past that. It's, I'm going to learn this for me. I'm going to be an example for somebody else to inspire them. And I'm going to amplify Let other people know, hey, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. This is how we create change. I think it's insane that there are a million physicians and we have the experience we're having. Yes. And the, it's insane because if we got up and said, we're done, that's the end. All of this goes away. But so many of us are not aware. Somebody, so many of us are not aware of the power that we have, the change we can create, the power of our example. I mean, like we're just unaware. But once we embrace that, it's game up. So you know, you know, the EntreMD we're shooting for 2025 being the year of the physician, right? And we're like January 1st, 2025, people will be like, this is the year of the physician. It will be the year where physicians are in are the leaders in the healthcare space. We have unprecedented levels of career satisfaction and we have financial freedom. It may seem like a dream, but January 1st, 2025, that is exactly where we'll be. 
Yes. And I have no doubt that you're going to show us the way. Um, and so for all those people that are like, I'm not sure where to go there. Well, just ask her. She'll tell you. <laughs> oh, well, Dr. This has been really fantastic, you know, and, and I'm so proud that I didn't gush too much, um, but I gushed just enough just to, to kind of just let you know how important all of your work is. I'm so proud of all that you're doing. And, you know, I do believe that your vision for 2025 is going to happen. I actually don't have any doubt at all. Well, well, thank you. And, and, you know, thank you on many levels. Thank you for what you do, um, especially for the surgeons. Thank you for the example that you are. Thank you for doing this podcast is so important. I never realized the power of podcasting before I started. It's so powerful. And thank you for having me on. I really, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate your support. Um, I really, really do more than you ever know. Oh, you're so sweet. All right. So I'll put everything in the show notes, all the, the relevant links, um, and I'm sure there'll be much more to follow. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review the show and share it with fellow surgeons. Let's show each other what is possible. You can find more information at bosssurgery.com and the Boss Business of Surgery series Facebook group. Until next time.